0: Jay, Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Welcome to the madness. KJZ, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, kicking it with Jay once again. And fellas, what a beginning to March madness. As we waited from last year, having no tournament, to this year, from day one, from Friday on. The, the upsets. The double-digit seeds, the storylines, everything—it gave us everything that we wanted and more to look forward to. Again today.
2: Good morning, guys. Good morning. I mean, top of the morning. Or Roberts <laughs> watching what they were able to do. Uh, Max Miss is a name people should recognize. Beating Even if you Ohio. Can't spell it. <laughs> yeah, beating Ohio State, and then I got a couple of texts from some players from Florida that I know very, very well saying, "We're not going to be this story." We're not going to be – we're going to beat the dark horse everybody projects we can't beat. Then to watch him do it again last night, uh, and and then Loyola Chicago. And the whole time, the whole weekend in my head – I just hear Bart on my right
0: shoulder, Sister Mary Jane. I'm like, no, what, Sister want-
2: Jean, and it's going to continue. This storyline <laughs> continues.
0: I tell you what, man, I, I want, I want Laola to call T.D. Jake so they can have a battle of the prayers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And
2: meanwhile, I'm afraid to attend games, and, and Sister Jean is at the game. Right. 101 lie. years old. At the game, isn't it amazing too?
1: Right, it's crazy. Like and and I love the prayer that beforehand talking about giving the breakdown yeah. of the matchup. Yeah, it's and everything, so good. Like that,
0: it's just tremendous. But that, that's that's what we love about the tournament, right? Yeah. We like where stars are born. Right, you know, where you know teams from mid-major say, "Hey, man, we're good basketball players too." We may, and and you also see that the uh, the smaller schools have the older players. So you got grown men going against kids, and and experience matters, and and it really and it really matters. You know, when you think about being together and committing with you know with each other, and a lot of these guys know that they're not going to play at the next level, but understanding they can come together and they can do something special, something that's memorable for them for the rest of their lives. Well, it it, depends on how you define next level, because these
2: teams played next level over the week. Yeah.
1: well put and and i also think though this is that opportunity to maybe you do get an opportunity it doesn't mean you're drafted maybe you're an undrafted free agent somebody sees you and uh, on this stage playing against teams and saying wait wait, there's something i like about him now nobody you don't really draft seniors anymore yeah but it doesn't mean you don't Sign them as undrafted free agents. You live that life. You know what I'm talking about.
0: No, no absolutely. It's, I think it's a lot harder in basketball because it's not that many positions. It's not that many people. I think it's easy to get get lost in football. But I remember yeah. when you know you know when Southern Illinois were going to the Elite Eight. You know, a couple of years back to back. And I remember going against Crichton. And I remember Kyle Corver, you know, was a guy that, you know, nobody mm-hmm. thought. Of. I mean, he is he still in the league? Did he retire yet? I mean, this guy's been playing forever. But, you know, th- those are where stars are born in those type of tournaments. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you mentioned All Roberts. And again, they win again. The second
1: 15 seed to advance to the Sweet 16 in tournament history. We all remember Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast in 2013. Uh, This is now ORU's opportunity at it. at least four double digit seeds, by the way, are in the sweet 16 so far. There will be five. We know that for sure because UCLA and Abilene Christian play today and that's an 11 versus a 14. So there'll be five. There can be as many as seven, however, because you've got Ohio. They're number 13. They play Creighton. And then Maryland, which is 10, they play Alabama. So we keep an eye on this, an unprecedented March madness. It really is absolutely incredible. And for Oral Roberts, it's that unexpected. Now you go into this bubble, you go into this situation, and no matter what team you are, you bring some stuff with you, right? But you're not going to (laughs) overpack. You you figure, all right, we'll be here for at least one weekend. And if it's more, that's only a good thing. Well, Paul Mills, the coach at ORU, uh, did describe the fact that winning this second game is a good thing for his wardrobe.
3: And it, it, it's a blessing um, to coach those guys in that locker room. It's a blessing to win. You know, the the experience uh, that these guys will have, and, and I, I don't mean to come across as if, you know, we're content, um, but I, I'm so happy for those players in that locker room. And for me, I'm glad that I get to do laundry Um, haven't had a chance to do line. We got here last Saturday. So, uh, we'll be off tomorrow. So, uh, tomorrow will be a good day because I I have run out of clothes. (laughs)
1: Monday's wash day, everybody.
0: (laughs) I don't know about you, but I always pack a couple extra underwear anyway, regardless, you know what I'm saying? You never know you can have an accident. (laughs) Jeez, you know what? (laughs) That's too early for that, Bart.
2: (laughs) All all I'm saying is that these are are the type of dreams that occur. And I think this is why, you know, I'm sitting there watching games over the weekend, my kid is running around everywhere. Mm. My wife is about to give birth to our son this month. Mm-hmm. How fitting is that? March Madness for my son to come. Perfect. And I'm sitting there like, I'm stressed out, right? And I'm watching all these games. And then I, I hear a coach like that say it. I'm like, this is what I missed last year. This right. is what we missed. Those type of stories. North Texas. Oru, I mean, all these big time teams. Cam Crutwig, get- and Yikes. just just watching Good. this kid, and, and everybody- they belong. They're in the
0: court. Oh, they no feel like doubt. they belong. No doubt. They have a history of it, man. They're exactly. believers. Yeah, you know, we'll get you, to that. They're like big country Reeves, man. Love them though. Like a dancing bear, man.
1: Like we we that's what we missed out on last year. Is seeing players that you did not know about. Yep. All of a sudden, they jump on your screen. Remember, we talked about this. What are player, Who are players that we're going to be talking about? When this is over, America yeah. will know who they are. That's not a name that I heard yeah. about, but that kid, he can ball. Now, there was also this story. We'll get to this deeper uh, later on in the show, but it's just because at the beginning of the show, as we're going through it, VCU-Oregon, that game now being – you know, we, we said that was the also scenario. Yeah, if a team has a COVID positive, they are out of the tournament, and that team moves on regardless in a forfeit, and so VCU doesn't even get a chance to play yeah. because of a positive. That's a heartbreaking story, and we'll get into that a lot deeper. But you mentioned Loyola, Chicago. Back in the Sweet 16 again, and really should be to no one's surprise, they were ranked 17th coming into the tournament. They were, they were a top 25 team, a ranked team.
2: They were misseeded.
1: And and, right, and they're <laughs> seated as an eighth seed, and we call them a Cinderella story. Cinderella right. story, I guess. Like, like, we look at them – because again it's it's a mid major, we don't we, we know of them from a couple of years ago, their final four run, yeah. but it's still one of those one of those programs. They have a great coach in, in Porter Moser and he talked about what this this you know, winning here in this tournament moving on means to his program.
2: It's great to see the programs here get excited about it and to see Chicago get behind our team. You know, they've embraced us for years now. Um, and it means a lot. Wanting to be relevant. You want to, be, you want to have the, the excitement. And uh, basketball is very rich traditions in Chicago and the state of Illinois. And I thought today you saw two ranked teams go at it. And, uh, but it means a lot for Loyola, where we were to where we are now, and we're not done. Well,
1: let's go with Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So let me ask you guys this question is, is Moser building a program, or is he building a resume? Is this a, the next Gonzaga, or is this a coach that now everybody's going to know about, see what he can do there, and there's a lot of big-time jobs open, Indiana being one of them. Does a team, does a program, does a school say, let me get that guy, bring him into our place, and turn one of these sleeping giants into a powerhouse again? Can I tell you
2: what I want? I want him to stay at Loyola Chicago. I mean, I, this is a guy four years – Three years ago, I mean 2017-18, 32-6, regular season champs, tournament champs, NCAA Final Four. 2018-19, regular season champs. 2019-20, obviously the season stopped early. This year, regular season champs, tournament champs, on their way to the Sweet 16, 16, actually a team that I would say is probably the favorite to make the Final Four coming from that region as well. I want him to stay because of what he could build in Chicago. But eventually – I think he will go because, Bart, money talks.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. Money talks. And a
2: team like Marquette that just fired their coach and Steve Wojciechowski in the Big East, not too far away, three three hours away, Mm -hmm. geographical footprint in which he can still recruit, Mm -hmm. I feel like a team like Marquette could use a guy like Porter Moser.
0: Well, it all depends on what he wants, right? I mean, he's from Naperville, so he's at home, right? So being able to coach where you're born and raised, you know, he's, uh, and, and you think about, okay, well, what can pull him from his job? Okay, Creighton maybe? Well, Creighton, that's a lateral move to me. So, like, he has the opportunity to be a king in it's that still region, East, still be around his family. He still gets an opportunity to be able to, I mean, just imagine when you, when you coach where you're from, and Juwan is probably experiencing this because he played at Michigan, you got the pipeline to all the local high schools, all the hidden talents, all the gyms trying to feed your program, you know, their best players, and you have an advantage. You know, unless you're moving to a, to a, a big-time school, but then comes big-time pressure, right? He's living well right now. He'll never get fired from that job. You know, he'll, he'll be able to stay there, you know, still. him and Mary Jean for probably like a, another 20 years. <laughs> still, hey, I, I, I hear you now, but the money.
2: four out of their five starters are seniors. Yeah. Right. Are seniors. So, it, it is one of these scenarios, do you strike – while you're hot. And right. I don't think Marquette is one of those te- schools where yeah. expectations aren't crazy, crazy high. Yeah. And you're, it's not like you're going from Loyola, Chicago to Indiana yeah. where you're expected to win. Deliver yesterday. right away. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I think the yeah. Big East is still one of those leagues where you can come in and take your time and rebuild the yeah. program. All right, that's straight it talk.
1: Reminds, yeah, reminds we'll, we'll catch up on this in a little bit. We've got to run. Straight talk, brother. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me ask you a question. Describe your bracket in one word. Keep it PG. It's early and it's a Monday. Eight 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 say ESPN. 8 8, 3776. We also have it up on the Twitter feed as well. But speaking of Chicago, is a Super Bowl MVP about to go back to where it all began? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Allen, and Bart, Bart and Han. We call ourselves a lot of names. For
2: key, <laughs> kicking it again with J.
1: Will on ESPN Radio
4: and the ESPN app. The Eagles just ended a quarterback controversy by agreeing to trade Carson Wentz. Would they really invite another one by drafting a QB sixth overall this April? Would
3: you take a quarterback there to compete with Hurts? Absolutely.
4: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us
3: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
4: KJZ
1: presented by Progressive Insurance Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will in 18 minutes we're going to get into the football stuff but right now we got to get back into this conversation about Loyola Chicago them reaching the Sweet 16 Porter Moser as the head coach and and the, just the the the, tr- the tremendous coaching that is being done with that team. We can talk about the, the, other, the players on the team and everything else and, of course, Sister Gene. but having a coach like this at a mid-major generally means, okay, you have him for now, yeah. but not for long. And there's going to be a, a, a major program that needs a reset that it, sees what he's doing there and says, okay. I mean, that's the story everywhere. You see it all the time. It's, it's a couple of – I mean, look, the Rick Pitino story starts at UMass. For what he did there and then
2: at Providence and what he did there, and it just be, you know, grew bigger and bigger. It's already getting bigger now that he's at Iona. And isn't people were saying, IU people were saying to me, hey, could Rick Bettino be the guy that comes yeah, to IU? I'm like, he just got the Iona job. Yeah. He but, just got it. And he let the world know, which I don't know. You
1: tell me if this is.
2: Uh, I'm not running for no. president. Right, right. That's exactly that what means That means I'm is. open for the job. Right, Bart, right.
1: Bart, I need a BS translator real quick. Rick Patino's saying, I'm not interested in any jobs. I'm happy I don't know. What yeah, does that yeah, actually yeah, mean?
0: Yeah. I've already um, started looking for real estate. <laughs> I already got a real estate <laughs> agent going on. That's tremendous. And before, before we, you, you know, we went to break, yeah. know, I was just talking about, I witnessed it. You know, I, I always go back to Settle the Noise because I was at a small school that kind of caught fire and caught the attention, beat Bobby Knight you know, um, at Texas Tech. Um, you know, Bruce Weber cashed in, right? He ended up, you know, leveling up. And we're so used to and accustomed to coaches in all of collegiate sports, you know, being able to level up, start at these small schools, and they use that as an opportunity to get big money, and they leave as soon as they can. You know, uh, but it all depends on, on what what Moser wants. He may want to be the king there. Right. And, and, you know, listen, I think him being from there it makes a difference. Well, the difference, you said it is – it's still about the green. Well, they can find yeah. that. They got no business, man. They can write a check, man. No, Come but is that school
1: big enough to have it. a booster? Sorry, donor that is going to yeah. help write a check to keep that coach there because Mark Fuse stayed at Gonzaga yeah. where he would have had a, a, a lot of opportunities at, at major schools, yeah. but no, I'm building something here. I'm happy here, and they pay me well, yeah. right? And that's obviously if you want to keep your coach, you want to keep Moser, that's going to have to happen, oh, yeah. but Loyal is a small Catholic school. You know, it's not exactly going to pass around the plate and try to get some more cash for the head coach.
2: He's the highest paid employee as of right now anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's making seven figures, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to what degree does that go to next? Yeah. Right? At Loyola, Chicago. Right. And, you know, you here's what I always think about. Can, can you build it? Yes. But, I mean, people also recognize we don't see it as much on the East Coast. Gonzaga is well-established, by the way. Yeah. Like there, if, if you've ever been out there to Spokane, like, they have the top – of the top facilities. It's it's like you are a pro. Basketball is heaven out yeah, there yes. in that part of the country in the right. northwest. I don't know if it's deemed the same way at Loyola Chicago yeah. in the bigger city when there's so many other things going on. So, you know, and, and my thing about coaches is it's always good to hear a coach position himself. Like, we had Scott Drew on last great.
1: week. You wanna, you, I, we, I, we I want to play sound. the sound because
2: yeah. we asked Scott about the IU job for his brother, but listen to the way he was able to transition it. Just mm. he, hear the tonality in his voice.
4: My brother was Mr. Basketball in Indiana, uh. so <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be someone they should call. But uh, – uh, uh, I know their AD will do a great job, and right now, the one thing with every coach is we're 100% focused on our teams, and uh, with our staff, I mean, uh, we've achieved so much in the last two years with these guys. 23 straight uh, wins a year ago, um, set the Big 12 uh, record for most wins in a row. Uh, this year, winning the first conference championship in uh, 71 years, this is three out of the last five years we've been ranked number one now. Um, so and, and been consistent, I All the power five uh, might might only be us in Kansas to win 18 or more since 2008 after this year. So uh, proud of what the guys have achieved and really proud about the opportunity as far as uh, this tournament and seeing how things uh, unfold.
2: Scott Drew's my man. I asked him about IU and his brother, right? It's yeah. like, Bart, you and I are going for a job. I'm just like, oh, Bart's really good. But by the way, I just want you to know, I'm two-time National Player of the Year, <laughs> ACC Player of the Year, first-team All-American, national champion. Let me yeah, tell you all these things but, about but myself. But Bart's good. But, good. but it's the Bart's humble, good. That's the humble While I position pie. myself for this oh, job, it, it though, is by so, the way, it is so in like, case you know, it comes up. Bart mm-hmm. would be great for that position, you
1: know, and, and for me, you know, I mean, I'm just happy where I am for Emmys and, and all the experience <laughs> yeah. that we have. We've done really good. Like, that's literally... Literally what he did yeah, there. Yeah. I don't want the job, but in case you're wondering,
2: this is why I'm. Uh, and he just went through all the checklists of all the things that they've done, which is great. Yeah, but listen. it is funny how coaches talk. And this is why I think Marquette is going to be that job, Bart. Yeah. You ready? Because Marquette, number one location. It's location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's only. It's barely three hours away from where they are at Loyola, Chicago, yeah. in Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Right, um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then also, look, you have a you have a fan base to tap into. Oh, I can tap into Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Butler is a famous Marquette alum, mm-hmm. loves – I can tap into D. Wade. Yes, yeah, another yeah. one. I can tap into these people to reestablish. It's a culture that's waiting yeah. to really blow up. I mean, they had the Hauser twins. They were balling for a while before those guys left. I, that's a team that just is you, – you're feeling like it's waiting to explode.
0: Right. Well, I, would, I would ask who's the assistant coach, right? Does, does well, his have staff is who he brings him. out. yeah, yes. that's, so a, that's just a good question. have somebody that he can leave, right? I'm saying somebody that he can leave there to make sure that he do, does Loyola right. Right, because that's what that's you know I keep going back. That's what Bruce Weber did. He left. He left and went to Purdue, and he left the assistant there to make sure that the program wouldn't suffer and just nose dive off a cliff. I don't I don't know who is on the staff, but like, look, my thing is Porter's
2: going to do Porter Moser is going to do what's in his best interest. Exactly, and he should have that optionality. That's true. Right, and um, my thing is, look, bring in what is it. Two times that they've reached the Sweet 16 in the past three seasons. Yeah, since, right. Because last year, last we're going to get a time. chance to have the yeah. March Madness tournament. Nationally no. ranked.
1: It was 17th. Like, as far as, you know, and also in power ranking wise, they're like 10th. Like, they have quality wins. It's a quality program. Now, again, all seniors. I mean, that's really what it's about. But that's a group that also got you to the Final Four. Yeah. Those guys, for the most part, and were again, there at the beginning, they we'll talk with Cam Crugwick later in the show. Like, he was a freshman. He was a freshman of the year. Uh, in, in his conference, Missouri Valley, they got to a Final Four. So this is an experienced group that has already had success, that when they play in these games, they're not overwhelmed. They're not the little engine that could that we're treating them as. Exactly. They are a team that should be recognized as one of the top teams
2: in the tournament this year. I hate to do it because I know he's not here, but Seth Greenberg and I got into this huge argument about, oh, he can, just, he can earn on his name, image, and likeness yeah. when he's done. Well, Cameron Crutwig. Right, right now. he he was in the Final Four as a freshman. Now he's back in the Sweet 16 yeah. for Loyola Chicago. I mean, that's name recognition. Yeah. How come Cameron Crecquid can't actually capitalize on his name, image, and likeness? Prime example right now.
0: Right during right well, t- now, a couple of days T-shirt, yeah, here. T-shirts just be are able being able to, sold right. now. T-shirts are being sold now. You know, people are coining f- f- uh, f- uh, phrases. You know, you think about him, like I look at him, he looks reminds me of Hank, of me and myself, Irene, just swole up a little bit. You know, he could be walking around with some cool with some cool T-shirts and making a lot of cheese. I just I just love the fact that he's that guy that yeah. walks in the gym and you
1: are, you know you're not picking him first. You might yeah. not even pick him to the very end. He gives you 40. And then he just
2: right, – Go, on, go, just on a, go down a little bit, fellas. Yeah, go down a little bit. Elbows color. to the chin. Guys, <laughs>
1: look, a guy – it doesn't matter what you look like. If you can ball, you can ball. Big and that country, can Reeves, i I'm Junior. looking forward to talking to him, no, no doubt about it. All right, let's get into some football. It's one, of, uh, it's, it's one NFL franchise about to repeat history in more ways than one.
2: We'll talk about that after Jay has this from Cintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Cintas will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. All that's great. CentOS will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms as well. CentOS also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid, safety supplies, and fire protection services. CentOS helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how CentOS can help keep you and your business clean and safe at CentOS.com. Get CentOS and get ready for the workday.
4: The Eagles just ended a quarterback controversy by agreeing to trade Carson Wentz. Would they really invite another one by drafting a QB sixth overall this April?
3: Would you take a quarterback there to compete with Hurts?
4: Absolutely.
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
1: I'm Alan Hoffman, your SportsCenter right now.
6: Fires a creep in the right corner. That's an air ball. Rebound tip. Still loose inside. It's over. It's over. Oral Roberts wins. Oral Roberts is going to the sweep 16. 81-78, the final score. The 15th seed is among the final 16 remaining. What a game. What an effort by the Golden Eagles. They knocked out Ohio State in the first round and now have knocked off Florida.
1: That was the call on Westwood 1 NCAA radio network. Oral Roberts beating seven seed. Florida 81-78 to advance to the Sweet 16. There will be at least four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16 for the third time since seeding began in 1979. Seven teams have won outright as, the, as at least a seven-point underdog. That's the most through the round of 32 all-time. And second most in an entire tournament. Oral Roberts has the two biggest upsets of the tournament. On to the NBA. Tough news in Charlotte. LaMelo Ball expected to miss the rest of the season with a fractured wrist. That is according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Sources telling him anyway. Entering Sunday, LaMelo was the favorite at minus 500 to win Rookie of the Year, according to Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill. Anthony Edwards, next best at plus 325. If Ball misses the rest of the season, that would be the final 31 games. He hasn't missed a game so far. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, it's the most games missed by a rookie, a rookie of the year. It's 32, and that was Patrick Ewing in 1985-86. The Rockets have lost 20 straight games after a 114-112 loss to the Thunder. It's the longest ever by a team that began a streak above 500. They were 11-10. They are now 11-30, because I'm good at math. The 20-game losing streak is the longest since the 76ers lost 27 in a row. Remember the process between 2014-15 and 2015-16. Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks or up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. All right, on to NFL news. Bear with me. So on Monday, attorney Tony Busby says he will submit affidavits and evidence from several women alleging inappropriate conduct and sexual assault by Deshaun Watson to the Houston Police Department and the Houston District Attorney. Busby also said he will request a grand jury to consider the evidence he provides. If a grand jury is called, it would then decide through witness testimony closed to the public whether there is enough evidence to succeed at trial and whether charges should be brought against Watson by the state of Texas. So a story certainly around the NFL that everybody's keeping an eye on. Uh, a different kind of quarterback story, no doubt about it. But as I mentioned earlier, as we continue to talk quarterbacks in the NFL, Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN, uh, ESPN NFL insider, said the Eagles are currently involved in in talks with the Chicago Bears about a possible trade for Nick Foles. While the idea of, of using Foles in a potential Carson Wentz trade is now dead, Fowler believes there's still a chance the quarterback returns to his former team. Here's what he said on SportsCenter. I wouldn't take a Nick Foles Philadelphia reunion off the table right now because a few weeks ago when Chicago was looking to get Carson Wentz, they included Nick Foles in a potential package to Philadelphia. Now, Wentz ultimately went to Indianapolis, but those talks had been ongoing. They're in place. All they would have to do this week is revive them. Philadelphia is looking for a high-level backup, somebody to come in and support Jalen Hurts. Meanwhile, Chicago is just looking to dump some salary right now. They're in some cap problems. Uh, Nick Foles carries a 6.6 cap hit that they could get off their books, and I eventually think he'll be traded. Philadelphia is an option for him. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll talk with Mike Tenenbaum here in a few minutes. But, guys, it, it, it's like the, the Philly infatuation with Nick Foles is one thing, but it feels like bringing him in, does it overshadow Jalen Hurts? Does it lead to more questions? How do we feel about this? Go ahead, Bart. And I know, Bart, you feel a certain way. Yeah. So I know I'm looking at Jay, but – No, no
0: I, no, I get it. No, I get it. But uh, I, I think going back, I mean, you want to get as many qualified quarterbacks on your roster as possible. And he's a guy that no matter where he – like whenever he leaves, it's like he le- loses his superpowers. Whenever, I don't know if it's a cheese Whiz or Whiz Whiz or whatever you want to call it <laughs> that gives him superpowers, but he just performs at a high level when he's in Philadelphia. You, you, you take him to, to – you put him on the Rams. He didn't play well. You, take, you send him down to Jacksonville. You lose to Mint Gene Mania shorts. You know, you send him to Kansas City. He's just a quality backup. So, I mean, I think – listen, Jalen Hurts, they're not sold on him. You don't draft somebody in the second round saying, hey, this is my franchise quarterback. You move up to get him if you feel like he's your franchise quarterback. So that tells me that they're not just sold on him. I don't, I don't believe that Philly's done and maybe trying to move up if they have an opportunity if one of these quarterbacks fall I agree. to be able to bring a quarterback in to compete. Listen, this, this is a team that's trying to figure themselves out in a division that's going to be a hell of a lot more competitive this year than it has been last year. And they've been a salary cap hell trying to find ways to, to, to get quality football players to try and compete. Like they won the championship, right? So you know that's starting to wear off a little bit. I mean, it got it got cold quick in, in Philadelphia. They're making changes after winning the Super Bowl only a few years ago. But I listen, why why are we so damn sensitive when it comes to quarterbacks? Like what you, everybody, what, else what has, are you talking about? So sensitive. Everybody has to compete for their jobs, right? In in football, right? right? So it's about the best man wins. It, we'll see what Jalen Hurts is made out of, right? He's been here, right? He's been running his whole career. He's been ducking his whole uh, career, right? When he was, when he was at Alabama, got his spot ran. Right so he got to stand up and fight for his job.
2: Let me let me say this to Philly fans. Dear Philly fans, don't do this to yourself. Philly Philly. Don't don't do this to yourself. Put the band back together, man. Don't 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 create a nightmare scenario again for your own quarterback. Like if you want to bring in What's somebody younger like a Marcus Mariota and let them fight for that position, fine. Don't bring in a guy who has a statue outside your damn stadium. Exactly. Don't don't do that to a young quarterback who has a chance to actually blossom into something different. Because you know what happens, Bart? As soon as Jalen Hurts has one game, mm-hmm. you, know what Philly, you know what Philly fans start to do? Philly, yes. Philly. Nick yes. Foles. Nick yes. Foles. Yes. You're Nick creating Foles. dissension within your own team. And it's funny because we heard the, the sound that said, hey, if you want to give him high, a high-level backup to support Jalen Hurts, he, Nick Foles is not going to support Jalen Hurts. People are going to pit them against each other to take his damn job. Now, understand that everybody has a chance – to have a, a shot at winning the job, Bart. I, I get that. But damn, like you're, you're not going to give Jalen Hurts an opportunity before the season even starts because that conversation is going to start as soon as you sign Nick
0: Foles. Well, but, hey, but listen, buck right. up, bucko. This, this This is high-level stuff, But man. you just this, watched this the, the same be- thing happen the year
2: before. No, no, no. You just watched it happen with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Different coaching no. staff now, though. That's what. But you're not even giving them a chance. First year in a job for next year, this, earner, this, right? Show your job. You better perform. Out I'm not perform. doing that on my Every, first year is, in a job. Everybody else has to I'm do I'm not it. bringing a guy that I have no familiarity with, like Nick Foles, back to a situation. I mean, the reason why okay. that worked out the first time, right, is because Doug Peterson and okay. Frank Reich, right? Like, they work together. Okay. They love Nick Foles. There's no f- familiarity. And they had Nick to screening. go to Nick Foles. They had no choice at exactly. that point but because get- Carson Wentz got injured when he was on his way to an MVP.
1: He, he oh. was injured. So you had to play Nick Foles, and it just worked out well. The problem is, this is a different scenario. So how I get what Jay's saying, and Bart, it's not about what's on the field. It's not about what's going there. But yeah. you know, you know, and it's Philly. Okay. I mean, Philly, like like New York, the noise is loud, and it gets to a point of where course. you can't block it out. And you're going to have that if, Yo, and mix. it's an if Jalen Hurts struggles Yo, early, that call. Yo to make the change and go back to the hero that when your only Super Bowl yep. is going to get louder and louder and louder. You and gotta, why are you putting that not just on your young quarterback, but your new head coach, who's going to have to yep. answer those questions every, every day. week. Every day.
2: This
0: is big boy business, man. This mm. is what you step up for. This right. is why you get paid the big bucks. So you're supposed to be mentally tough. Every other position in the league has to compete for their job. Like, you talk about Nick Foles. If you don't have Nick Foles as your backup quarterback, then who's out there? You think about that pool. That pool isn't deep out there for backup quarterbacks Tyrod Taylor is going Joe Flacco is visiting San Francisco where are you going to go like you talk about some of these major programs that lose their quarterback right every year quarterback goes down and somebody has to come over and be able to, be able to carry the carry the water for a little bit right So what if that happens in Philadelphia season over everything we're putting everything on Jalen Hurts, who's a a mobile quarterback, a quarterback who maybe don't have the best offensive line that maybe don't see the field as well. That's going to try and use his legs to stay healthy for 16 games. And if he goes down, then what? Right. So so what are you going to do? Where are, else
2: a, where are they as a franchise? Why, why are we talking about Nick Foles like he's that incredible? Uh, by the no, way, no, he's, he's a, a professional. <laughs> co- he's a professional quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go, we'll let's go back get up Ch- the truck just for a second. We'll go bar. get Chase Daniels then. I, I just well, I'm, I'm saying like that, we'll trade I, for then. That's where you can get a quarterback in the draft. Could you imagine
0: training for Mentu Mania? No, you're not bringing in a quarterback from the draft. Why not? To be your backup quarterback. Why not? Because like, no, if the guy goes down, then you're you not the putting a rookie quarterback Bart, You're
1: not in? at that place anymore. You won a Super Bowl. You're now paying it back. And but you have to do that by resetting. No. And they the way don't, to do that is get a couple that. Of young quarterbacks and see that. who wins. They don't not believe that. bring back that. the old hero. They I don't
0: know. believe that. They wouldn't be paying Daniel Graham and, and bringing the band back together and still having talent on that team. They would have sold off pieces if that's the case. I thought Zach right? Ertz
1: was being sold off.
0: Well, mm. well, That's because they're over the cap. That's one piece. Right, they're, they're going to go. That's a out. They're gonna big go, piece. They're, 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 yeah. they're going to go out and potentially probably go get Chase or, or Devontae Smith, who's a big time guy. that had Rieger last year. They had they 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 letting Ertz go because they already got his replacement and Goddard, who showed that he could play at a higher level. I just so think, so like, they, they don't uh, think they're, right, they're, right, they're going to. They don't think they're losing. They go into the season think they can retool with a good draft.
2: I I think it's it's high risk and there's barely any reward here with Nick Foles. That's why first off, if you look at the entirety of his career, like he he's not a. Great quarterback. Right. He's, quarterback. I mean, he's great off the bench. All right, let yeah, me ask but, but no, for short moments, that yeah, short I said, moment that I got them before, he's like, why, to win a right? Super Bowl, he's right? Great in but but it creates so much confusion yes. because he is forever endeared into the hearts of Philadelphia oh, Eagle geez. fans. Right. He got them a Super Bowl, man. He did his outside Drew, the damn stadium.
0: Drew Brees was the quarterback of the Chargers, right? They drafted Philip Rivers. You got to compete for your job. Steve Young was behind Joe Montana after he but won Drew all those pre- Super Bowls, right? You had A. Aaron sitting behind Brett Farr. Everybody has this to compete guy for won job. a Super Bowl, though. He won a Super so Bowl. So did Joe Montana. He won a couple of them. I think five. Joe Montana,
1: got, Joe Montana reached a point in his career where it was time to move on from him. That's not Jalen Hurts. No, look, let me be the cynic now. I'll be the for 20 years I'm a sports Well, first rider. of all, you're not going to come here and He's use all these damn college
0: words. Hold on.
1: Let me Google it.
0: Let me see what cynic, cynic means. I don't know what that means. Right. I told you I got a social I'm degree. Gonna,
1: I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the, the sports writer for 20 years. I'm okay. going to be that guy. Okay. And I'm going to say this move, to, to me, has a little twinge to it of, you know what? This is like, let's win a press conference. Let's make our frustrated fan base happy let's bring this guy back let's you're going to make them positive more frustrated that's, a, that's a, <laughs> no but you get it right it's about like like let's no. let's let's have like if you're howie roseman you've taken i mean he's taken a lot of hits now right over the last couple of he months Super Bowl. He's still the, Gucci.
0: right he's but a, how much can you live off i don't of think that? so when in the Philly, franchise they I never won one before i brought you the only one in team history man, i think always always i should have to get done a couple extra
1: lately I'm just saying that this also reeks of a little bit of, let's bring back a hometown hero that everybody will love, and then at least we have a guy that people like, and they can hate everyone else, and they can hate me, but we got one guy that they like, and Nick. maybe it'll calm the water And now, you,
2: To Bart's point, you can't say it's all Gucci because they won a Super Bowl. What just happened to Doug Peterson? I know. It wasn't all Gucci for him. He won the Super Bowl for no, them, but, right?
0: But he wanted to leave. He wanted to leave. That was his decision, right? He went there and said he think it's time to move on. Well, right? Because uh, he didn't like he had beef with management. He knew because those, well, it, the, yeah. the, the run
2: was over, which means things end. It's not always just, hey, now, how, it's all love because you won a Super Bowl. This yeah. is funny, though. Philly's funny because it,
1: it, it brings you back when you talk to fans that have been through – they are fans of franchises who haven't won in years. Yeah. And you say, all right, this is, the, this is now you're going to sell your soul. I'm going to give you
2: a Super Bowl. Yeah, but the five years after that are going to be miserable. But it wasn't supposed to up? be that, though. It wasn't. I mean, Carson Wentz was supposed to I know, be. The young leader, coach, I, I of the I future right. Like, that's fine. The pieces were in place. But that's like, my point. If the you're a fan, of it, exactly. If you're a fan, though, if that's I told I'm you I'm
1: giving you, a, you're going to win. But the five years to eight years to ten years, whatever is after, miserable. Can will you be okay with that? And many fans Bro. would say, I'll take one if it, rather than yeah, none. I'd course. rather have one Super Bowl and ten years of misery. Like the Giants won two Super Bowls. And in between, they were not good. Yeah, it, like they had bad years and before since, and after. And since, and since But been those two super teams you can't take it away from those fans. And they will say, "I don't mind because I got two rings. I don't care about all the losing that happened before and after. Exactly. Those two rings matter the most to me." If you're the eagle, if you're an Eagles fan, are you satisfied with that? Certainly or not? There's a and, lot and, of and different conversations you can I see have. See the with
0: Eagles this. start selling off some of these pieces. Start, you know, you know, they just redid Brandon Graham, that you know, seventeen million dollar cat pit, you know, until I start seeing them start selling off a lot of pieces, they believe they can win. They, right, they, it's not right. like that division so crazy. It's a lot more competitive because the Giants are making moves. I know we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, we certainly. Washington is doing their thing, and Dallas is reloaded.
1: All right, let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum right now, ESPN NFL Front Office Insider, on this conversation. Mike Ts I don't know how much of yeah, do He brought, do it. In, he he brought might, in Tebow. Mike, 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 tell
0: him, don't oh, do it. He brought in Tebow. He brought in Tebow. after that, the two FC championships. Wait, Mike, so, get right behind what, Mark. you talk about an elephant in the room. What's he's the got a moment one? to reflect and now, Jesus Bart. Christ, the Latter-day he's, Saint Tebow.
2: Hold on. So, Tannenbaum, i got to ask you this. If you were in that <laughs> position, if you're a Howie Roseman, would you bring in Nick Foles into this situation in dude,
0: dude, running in the in – the, Okay, go ahead, I'm
6: my bad. <laughs> well, Like like Baywalkers. And good day. morning I to you, too, Hope you had a wonderful weekend as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would bring in Nick Foles, and here's why, guys. Thank when you, you look at this Thank draft from starting at 2 with the New York Jets, and you go all the way down to 15 with the Patriots, San Francisco, Denver, Atlanta, Carolina, everyone's going to rush up for the quarterbacks. If I go into the draft with both Jalen Hurts and Nick Foles, if I'm the Eagles, I can deal from a position of strength. And I've always tried to do that as a GM is you want to have your roster as set as possible going into the draft, because what happens if the new England Patriots offer you three first round picks and Stefan Gilmore to go from 15 to six, because they love Trey Lance or Mac Jones or whomever. And now, and I agree with what Barge said, which is the NFC East is a jump ball. Everyone's in play. And with Foles and hurts, you could win the division this year. So I think it's a smart move. I think it's about being proactive and, If there's a quarterback you love at six, maybe you take him there as well.
1: All right, Michael, let's move on to other quarterback news. So you were on Get Up on Friday. Adam Schefter was talking about the Bears situation and Russell Wilson, and it's feeling like, okay, they were rebuffed. They went and get Andy Dalton. So are things completely dead in that? And Adam Schefter said this. Take a listen.
4: You don't make that trade unless you have an obvious successor to Russell Wilson. That is something the Bears could not offer this past week with the 20th overall selection, and the roster constituted the way it is. So as we get closer to the draft, if there's a team that could assure the Seahawks of getting a quarterback, don't be surprised if we see a Russell Wilson trade.
1: That, that, that really, just to hear that is to believe it's still alive. So you're saying there's a chance. So with that in mind, if they were rebuffed once, <laughs> what, what would you be offering at this point to Seattle for Chicago to land Russell Wilson?
6: Yeah, it was like pursuing Bard Free Agency. He kept saying no, we just kept throwing more and more money at him and uh you know, yeah. eventually we were T yeah. B. So uh in all serious <laughs> Um In all seriousness, I, I would absolutely relentlessly keep pursuing Russell Wilson. And when Adam Schefter says that the door is still open, I believe it. And the fact that Seattle hasn't come out and said that they're not trading him, like the way Green Bay said they weren't trading Aaron Rodgers is another sort of Very noteworthy distinction here. So if I'm Chicago, three first round picks, Khalil Mack, whatever it takes, because again, I think this bears repeating, guys. What did we learn last year? Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. All these other players walk there. Players would walk to Chicago. Good offensive players would walk to Chicago to play with Russell Wilson. We've already seen a half a dozen offensive players, uh, receivers take one-year deals. Will Fuller, John Brown, A.J. Green, good players. Some have been hurt, some a little bit older. Point being is, even if you lose first round picks, if you have Russell Wilson, you have a chance.
0: Now, I want to go over to the other New York team in town, and it looks like uh, Dave Gettleman is going all in. He's trying to win right now. It looks like you know he he was received that message from from ownership that it's time to start winning. Um, and is he starting to make desperate moves, or is he overpaying? Because it seems like he gives eighteen million dollars to Kenny Galladay. You know when the market suggests that you can get these players for a lot cheaper.
6: Yeah, I think they probably overpaid a little bit for Galladay, but all in, I like the move. Last year, Daniel Jones only had 14 touchdown passes, guys. They were at the bottom of the league in in points, third down, red zone. If he's healthy, Kenny Galladay is a number one receiver. The knock on him is he's only playing 16 games once, but he can score points. And, you know, we just talked about all these other receivers taking one-year deals, but he is young, he can run. And now with Rudolph, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Saquon Barkley, if he's healthy, you have the makings of what should be a good offense. And I think this is a consequential year for Daniel Jones because we'll know, guys, in the next you know four or five months in terms of once we get into the regular season, what do the Giants have with Daniel Jones because he has no excuses.
2: Well, I know the Giants still need to address that O-line, even though they got Galladay, which is going to be good for him. But, MT, which which GM has more pressure on them headed mm. into – the NFL draft. Are we talking Dave Gettleman or are we talking Joe Douglas?
6: Well, Jay, Will as a survivor of the uh, GM in New York city, I think <clears throat> both of them, just from a standpoint of this is a huge year for Daniel Jones and Dave Gettleman, obviously, but I think for Joe Douglas, you know, Joe came in, he did a great job of setting the table. You know, he, he obviously inherited Adam Gase. He was able to hire his own coach. Now, this is a huge year for Joe Douglas, in my opinion, because Again, if we're sitting here in four or five months, guys, who is that quarterback? Like, to me, it's an easy decision. It's Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. I don't think they can win a championship with Sam Darnold, and I think that decision is going to go a long way to see how successful the Jets will be over the next couple of years.
2: Why do you think they can't win a championship with Sam Darnold?
6: Because if we go back to USC, he turned the ball over there, 22 interceptions. He's turned the ball over. 46 times in three years. And I know the supporting cast has been great, but you guys are former professional athletes. You've been around greatness. Greatness to me is defined by making those around you better. And at some point we should have seen in three years, some greatness from Sam Darnold. Now, in fairness, we've seen some good. I think he's a good quarterback, but if I had to bet my future professionally on winning a championship with either Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold, I'm going Zach Wilson.
1: But that, that cut me deep yeah. because as a Jets fan, that's exactly how I feel. I want to believe in him, but exactly what, what Mike T said there I is th- my hesitation. Is yeah, He's right. But he's he's tw- absolutely
0: right. But he's 23 years, 23 years old, and Mike T has been around um, Tannehill, who b- bloomed later in his career. But I would ask you this. What, what Doesn't it make more sense to kick the can down the road? Because, understand, I don't know who's the next guy next year, but if the Jets move down, they're going to be able to get – three, probably a first-round draft pick for next year, which would give them three, which would give them ammunition for Russell Wilson if he's not traded because you think about his 33000000 cap million-plus uh, cat pit that Seattle will have to absorb. You think about Deshaun Watson that still gives you three first-round draft picks. And if you give Sam Darnold an opportunity with better weapons, you, he could mess around and surprise you. And then now you have three first-round draft picks to continue to fill all the holes that you have the following year. And Joe Douglas hasn't really thrown a lot of money at some free agents. You think about all the money that the Patriots have spent, probably $140 million. Joe Douglas is sitting about at uh, $75 million. So that means he still has a lot of money next Year to continue to try and strike and get rich and and build the team through the draft and through free agency and be more consistent and try and get young guys at good prices instead of great talent at expensive prices top of the market.
6: So, Bart, I want to make two very fundamental points. Number one, Ryan Tannehill led the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs in Miami. People forget about that. In 2016, he had a great year for us, and his problem was staying healthy. And, again, that goes back to my comparison with Sam Darnold Tannehill's early part of his career was inconsistent, but he led the team to the playoffs. Secondly, in next year's draft in 2022, there's one quarterback right now with a first-round game. That's Keaton Slottis from USC. And again, things, of course, will change, and the quarterbacks will come on the scene. But the point being is, if you're Joe Douglas, and this is the best opportunity you're going to have to get a quarterback for the next five years, you're sitting there with the second pick. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. You, you have a guy... And Zach Wilson, that has a chance to be great. And I agree with you. I think he's done a really good job imagining managing the cap and allocating risk. But to me, if it's Donald or Wilson, and this is your best opportunity over the next two years, I'm going with Zach Wilson.
1: Mike we appreciate you. No, we got to run, Might T. Thank you so much. It. We appreciate you. Coming up next, the ugly side of March Madness. Wait till you hear this story. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, ESPN
0: app.